You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with Adam McCalvey, who covers the Brewers for MLB.com. He is coming off a massive trip to Big Sky. I am insanely jealous. So before we get to any baseball talk, um, how was your time off? How was your trip? I came home with two intact legs, which is <laughs> critical. And um, it, was, it was a great trip. Never, It was my first time in Big Sky in the winter. I'd been there in the summer once. And it was awesome. And we did a snowmobile trip in Yellowstone, which was like, needs to go on everyone's bucket list right now because it was just a super cool experience to be in the park when barely anybody is there and it was zero degrees and um you know messing around on snowmobiles it was really really a great trip it's on my bucket Uh, list now yes good okay thank you yes thank you for inspiring me (laughs) we haven't so we didn't get to talk last week but that's okay because um, you, you said, you know, nothing ever happens when I leave and then something happened. Yeah. Well, you know, they had Yasmani Grandal at, um, Miller park yeah. for his introductory press conference. So that deal is done a one-year deal, um, big upgrade for the Brewers at catcher. So that's by far their biggest off-season acquisition. So far yeah. it remains a pretty quiet winner. And that, you know, I talked to David Stearns this morning because second base, we've talked how many times, Danny, about second base too much and um that still is sort of open and i i said you know the the later this goes is it more likely that you'll just kind of platoon the thing with players that you have he's still open to adding and and while that list is getting shorter and shorter there are still middle infielders available and there's always trades that maybe we're not necessarily thinking of but that they are thinking of so i still think there's a chance that they add at that position but, you know, here we are a couple of days from their fan fest and really a couple of days from spring training. It's not that far away. It's three weeks from today that pitchers and catchers report. We're talking on Wednesday. Um, yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's coming up hot and, you know, he still sounds open to adding at that position. But, you know, obviously they haven't done so yet. And let me tell you, I am not in the best shape of my life right now, so I'm not ready for spring training. Uh, I need I need a couple more weeks to get my body uh, in the best shape of its life, which I know uh, the Brewers are doing. I thought it was kind of interesting, obviously, Grandal coming from the Dodgers, um, the NL Central uh, picking up a couple other Dodgers, the, the Reds got Puig and Kemp um, and a couple of other guys. So um, the Dodgers uh, making trades with, with the National League teams. I thought that was kind of interesting. Did you think twice about that? I had not thought about that. You know, Yasiel Puig for a while was rumored to go to the Brewers. There was talk of a Puig for Ryan Braun trade with some other pieces Ooh. involved a couple of years ago that depending on who you ask, either wasn't very close or was really, really close to actually getting done. Um, so Yasiel Puig in a Brewers uniform would have been very strange. <laughs> uh, and I think yeah. in a Reds uniform is going to be also very, and Matt Kemp in a Reds uniform is going to be very bizarre. Yeah, I, t- I totally, totally agree. Uh, but well, it'll, it'll probably take us a couple, maybe a couple weeks, maybe a month or two to get used to something like that. But obviously, yeah, a big pickup uh, for the Brewers getting Grandal. Uh, and now he, you know, he, 
he's uh, first in the depth chart uh, at the backstop position. So that wasn't really – I feel like it wasn't too much on the radar. Uh, we talked about it a couple times, but um, a nice pickup. And and I thought actually what stood out the most about um, that and uh, his contract – was um, kind of and and help me explain this so I do it properly. But basically, when they were drawing up the contract and what was going into it, he kind of um, pumped the brakes a little bit because he was kind of thinking about the future of the backstop position and and the future of baseball in general when creating the contract. Well, right. Yeah. So this is you know it's difficult because a free agent player they obviously have to do what's right for them and their family. Um, but there also is an element, and it's more important to some players than others, but it's certainly on the radar of every player and every agent that, you know, what you do impacts the next batch of guys. You you kind of set the market for the next group. And, you know, there was talk uh, this offseason, and I don't know if the number ever got pinned down, but the Mets offered Yasmani Grandal a, a larger multi-year deal. But... For a lot of players and agents, the number that they think about a lot is average annual value. And even if you get more money, and this is all guaranteed money, if your average annual value is lower, that impacts the next group of guys. And, and Yasmani Grandal expressed that that was important to him, that he felt a responsibility to uh, you know, kind of take care of the next group. And so, so that's kind of why, that's how he landed in Milwaukee on this one-year deal where the average annual value is higher than that qualifying offer that he declined from the Dodgers. Um, it's, it's higher than the average annual value he would have gotten from the Mets. But in terms of what he's you know, going to get paid, it's less total dollars for him and his family than what he could have gotten. So it's, you know, it's interesting because you hear this come up with certain players, and again, it's more important to some than others. Um, but it's kind of one of the things about free agency that I don't think we always talk about, but it's, a, it's kind of a factor that's involved. Yeah, I thought that was that was pretty interesting uh, when it came to him. The newsy thing we have today, my friend, is GM David Stearns getting a promotion, a nice promotion, given an extension. He's going from uh, he's not going from, but he's adding president of baseball ops uh, to his title along with GM. Uh, so pretty great deal for him. Obviously, you know, helping lead the charge uh, with with this incredible yeah, group look, of talent. It's, it's, number one, it's deserved because he took over after Doug Melvin began a rebuild in 2015. David Stearns came in at the end of that season. Every year since, they've taken I I would argue, and I think many would argue, a bigger leap than expected in the win total. Uh, which took them to 96 regular season victories this year in a trip, uh, you know, past the Rockies in the division series and uh, to a game seven against the Dodgers in the NLCS. So part of that is a reward for the work done. Part of it for the Brewers is trying to keep him a really talented executive from getting poached by a club with deep pockets. Uh, there was interest in David Stearns. One of the reports after this year was that the Giants were interested. Um, and it's easier for a team to get a guy when they can offer him basically a promotion. So David Stearns, his title with the Brewers had been general manager, which used to be back in the day when a club would hire a general manager, his title would be general manager. Now there's all these creative titles around the game and many of the top executives, you know, are president of baseball ops. So this, this, you know, that title, uh, the raise he got, the additional years he got, which remains a mystery, and they just really, it's really hard to figure out now how long he signed. 
but it's obviously multi years. That all uh, increases the Brewers' chances of hanging on to him. And, you know, it's investment that they were willing to make based on the success that they had last season. So, you know, I think it's it's one of those deals where um, I, I think everybody feels good about it because both sides can have, you know, show some benefit from it. And, and I had a chance to talk to David Stearns today and I asked him about whether that was, you know, whether there was any debate. I mean, typically, look, when someone offers me a raise in a promotion, I just say, yes, thank you very much. And I sign where they want me to sign. <laughs> But for, for in his case, you know, he's trading, you know, almost like a player. You're trading security with a, a place that you like and you're comfortable for maybe the opportunity to make more elsewhere, go to a team in, in the case of a general manager that has really deep pockets and you can just basically, you know, sign whoever you want, trade for whoever you want. You don't have to worry about the financial constraints that a GM for a team like Milwaukee has to worry about. Um, and, you know, he said him and his wife, Whitney, did talk about this, but they just found that, you know, there were all, all these factors that led them to wanting to stay. And interestingly, he said that he feels like he thought differently about it after their playoff run than he felt might have felt about it in, say, late September, um, that watching the city kind of come together around that winning streak the Brewers went on at the end of the year, um, you know, then the division series against the Rockies, the NLCS against the Dodgers, that experience changed his outlook on the job a little bit. And he said that was um, a factor that, you know, look, obviously it's a, it's, it's a promotion, it's money, it's, it's all the other things that go along with it. But um, he said there were sort of some emotional factors involved as well that, that wanted him to, uh, to stay. So he's, he's now locked up for the Brewers. That's a good thing because, you know, again, every GM has deals that they lament. But if you stack up the moves that David Stearns has made and you kind of put them in columns of good and bad, uh, there's way, way more good than bad. And, and that's why they wanted to try to keep him for as long a term as possible. All right, a little bit more news we have to address because, Adam, <laughs> there are angry online mobsters coming for you. Yes. They're coming for you because it is your yes. fault that Miller Park is going to be renamed after the 2020 season. American Family Insurance, there's a deal going yeah. down which includes renaming Miller Park. And they haven't decided the official name yet because they've got some time and that's not the priority. But the name is changing <laughs> and people are mad about it. And you said so wisely online well, change is weird but life goes on i felt like you were talking to me personally me. but not happy with me this week danny and i want to be careful because look this is um <laughs> you know people care very much about their team and their city and um i'm of course you know, of course i don't mean to belittle people's feelings on this matter but you know in my opinion in my <laughs> humblest of opinion um in your the humble name opinion. Of the building is like, <laughs> I, I don't quite understand the angst over this. Um, Miller Park was not named Miller Park because Miller Brewing is a fantastic local company with deep roots uh, in the, the community that really helped build Milwaukee and put Milwaukee on the map. All of those things are true, but that's not why it's called Miller Park. It's called Miller Park because Miller Brewing Company paid $40 million dollars to slap their corporate logo on the ballpark. And it's an awesome name. It's I think it's one of the best ballpark names there is. I love Coors, right. Bush, and Miller Park in those brewery cities. They're perfect. 
and they roll off the tongue and they're, they're ideal. They're great, but it's not like, yeah. it, it's not going to change anything when the logo changes and the name changes in 2021, the building's going to be what it is. The team's going to be what it is. I guess if they're changing the name of the team, I might care a little bit more if I'm a fan because you know, you got all your gear and your, you know, it changes stuff like that. I don't see too many Miller park shirts at Miller park. Um, it's, it's just, it's, you know, again, people got <laughs> really, really mad about this change. Um, and American Family Insurance Park does not roll off the tongue. I, I, I understand yeah. that. But, you know, again, how, how, I, when, like, when people tell me they're coming to the game, no one says, right. I'm coming to Miller Park. They always say, I'm coming to the Brewers game. So say I'm coming to the Brewers game. Um, I, 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 just, I just have uh, right. a hard time understanding. <laughs> I, I get I'm detached from the emotion of it. But I, don't, I, I guess I don't understand, unless I'm the accountant cashing the check, why this matters. This is, this matters for the team because that's revenue. That's, uh, yeah. you know, a, a revenue stream that, that a lot of teams, yeah. you know, tap into and a team like the Brewers that doesn't have the TV deal and all the other streams that some of the big markets have, you know, that's a couple of million bucks a year that they can put to good use. Um, I just don't see how it impacts the fan experience. And I just think that a, there are two years to get used to this idea and then once it does happen, I just don't think the experience of going to a baseball game yeah. is going to change because there's a different gigantic corporation's logo hanging above your head. I, I think it's going to be the same experience. So again, I, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I've been glib and I got smacked down by lots of people. I hope everybody enjoyed, you know, kicking my butt, but um <laughs> Yeah, sometimes you need it, and it's a reminder that people really, really care. Sometimes about you need it. Things that, if you're, you know, even if you're kind of, you apply logic to it, it doesn't really change much. But people really do care about it. And of all the people, you know, who should be mad about this, I like beer as much as anybody else on the face of the earth, and I love me a cold Miller beer. So. Um, I, you know, look, maybe that people are just, there's still going to be Miller beer at the ballpark. This doesn't mean the end of this. There's not going to be that red stuff that, you know, your people where you grew up in Missouri right, right. drink. That's not happening. Um, so. That's right. Well, you know what? I thought about this. I thought about what I would, how I would feel if Bush Stadium changed its name. Um, and I, I completely agree that the fan experience, the playing experience will not change. And, and that's like a, a mental hurdle. I think people have to get over, but what I do understand is the memories that you have and the nostalgia that you have and the things that you associate with a place like that do come with the word. I think it's like, it's like Pav, Pavlov's dog, right? You say Miller Park, you think, oh my God, what did Christian Yelich do this year? You think about, uh, the, you know, your incredible broadcasters and your, your legends and your Hall of Famers and, and all of those things. So I think, I think it's just a word association. When I think of Bush Stadium, I'm from St. Louis, if that's not obvious. I'm from St. Louis. When I think about Bush or when people ask me about Bush Stadium, a giant smile comes across my face because the Bush Stadium I grew up with had the arches. 
I mean, that's iconic. That's something that I grew up with and I learned about the sport there. So I associate that word with it. So I think that if it turned into like, you know, I don't even know an insurance company in St. Louis. I haven't been there in so long. But if it turned into guaranteed rate field, I think I would get like a little pit in my stomach because I had such fond memories of my Bush Stadium. Just, but I completely agree. If you think about it, it logically, really, it's just, it's it's just, just another ballpark. The name changes. just changed. The, the thing is, the stadium's yeah. not going. Yeah. Well, but again, I, yeah. I think when I think of my memory, it's homie. It is less homie. You have to admit. I think of the place. Um, I think of my memories as a the kid word. at County Stadium. County Stadium is special in my mind, not because it right. was called Milwaukee County Stadium, but because it was. Yeah. It was what it was. It was this corrugated metal, freezing cold beauty. It was awesome. And right. the, whether it was called County Stadium <laughs> or something else, some corporate name, Black right. Park, um, it doesn't, it doesn't, to me, change the memory. But look, you know, again, right. it's, 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 it's sure. a reminder that um, we have emotional reaction, emotional attachments to things and that logic doesn't drive, you know, if we're logical, you know, maybe we yes. don't love so much yes. this weird thing where people take a piece of wood and hit a baseball you know, hit us, hit, hit a, hit a rock. Um, but we do, we love it because of the memories of it and the associations we have with it. Right. So look, lesson learned for me. Yep. I, I have great respect for everybody who, um, you know, who, yeah. who felt hurt by this, <laughs> but I just, I really believe that we're all going to be able to get through this and that when the park changes names, it's like going to be not that big of a deal. I like, and look, we're dealing with it. I, I was, I was just going to say, you know, here in Milwaukee, they tore, they 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 built a new basketball. Well, Mariners arena. fans, new building, new name. Go ahead. It's called the Fiserv Forum, and Fiserv is a gigantic Wisconsin right. company. That I mean, I until the arena came, I had no idea what it was. It's a financial services company. <laughs> it's that name does not inspire a lot of love, but I mean, I went there, and the building does. Okay. The building's awesome, and Giannis is awesome, and the Bucks are having this amazing right. special season in this building. And I, frankly, I don't really care what the yeah. name is, what, what corporate logo is on the court. I'm more interested in the other stuff. So to each his own. Yeah. That's right. No, you're right. You're no, right. They won't. They won't. You're right. Hopefully, hopefully uh, Brewers fans can find some solace <laughs> in your, in your words and, and we'll be okay about it. They won't, but it's okay. You know what? It's okay. Everyone's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. Uh, that was, that was fun. I like that. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about with you this week is something that you wrote about <laughs> and I didn't know about, and I'm sad I didn't know about it because I would have uh, made fun of you more for it is the Adam McCalvey yeah, curse. So, do tell about the Adam McCalvey curse, please. And we try to figure out what the roster is going to be and what the rotation and the bullpen and the lineup try to do our job, but you know, maybe there's a way to like, not ask about that on day one. Like I tend to try do to do your you job, get right. Get down to, you know, cover <laughs> strength training. So it, it has become this running joke over the last couple of years <laughs> that the first question on the first day of spring training is me asking Craig council, who's going to be the opening day starter. When I know full well that he's weeks away from telling the player, much less telling us. So <laughs> It's kind of this running joke. Well, the problem with this running joke is it's not been funny because the last X years and really all the years Craig Council has been manager, they're starting 
opening day starting pitcher has endured a really bad year. Um, it was Willie Peralta in 2016, Junior Guerra in 2017, and then Chase Anderson last year. Those guys were all coming off really promising seasons. They were solid picks to start opening day, and then things kind of unraveled. So Council now has dubbed the Adam McCalvey curse and says we're not going to talk about um, you know, who the opening day starter is. And, you know, obviously the obvious choice for the Brewers is Jolie Chassin. Like it's not even a question this year. He was by far their steadiest starter. He's started opening day before for the Padres. He's the veteran guy of the group. He's going into the second year of a two-year deal. I mean, all the possible boxes you could check, he checks. Um, so he's obviously the guy, but because of the Adam McCallie curse, maybe they do something weird you know, and the Brewers have done weird things with their starting pitching. We saw lots of it um, in the postseason last year and down the stretch, you know, an <laughs> opener. I don't think they're going to do something like that on opening day at Miller Park against the St. Louis Cardinals because of some superstition about opening day curses. But I suppose weirder things have happened. I do, I can guarantee that I am going to have even less luck than usual <laughs> this spring getting information about who the opening day starter is because... If there's something they can change up to change their luck a little bit, it's you yeah. know, when they make the announcement, when they tell the guy, maybe that'll be just a way to, to change things up a little bit. So I predict we uh, don't get much information about this and that I endure much. You know, The beating that I took from the fans is a preview of the beating I'm going to take from Craig Council all spring. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Oh I do man, someone needs to lighten up on you. You're just doing your job. And, I'll defend you, know, you, you any day. Look, it's our muscles. And it's, you know, I think the fans do the same thing. You try to figure out who's going to fit where and who's going to oh, play. Yeah. And for the guys in uniform, it's like they're just trying to get ready for the year. They're just trying to get in shape. The pitchers, yeah, pitchers are trying to get their arms ready for the season. The hitters want to get their eyes ready, see, right. see live pitching. Everyone's trying to do their own months. job. You all get ready. And all these questions that we want to ask, yeah. they, they, you know, Craig Council has this line, lots of managers do that. You know, they don't need to set a roster until opening day. And he always says, you know, he's like, look, I promise you we will have nine players on the field on opening day. Like, I, I promise you that will happen. We will not change the rules. So, you know, they look at it as this just kind of like the regular season <laughs> where it's this long term outlook, um, you know, where we want to answer all the questions right away. So I'm sure we'll go through that dance again in spring training. I just think on the topic of the starting pitcher, um, I predict yeah. we have very little luck. So wish me well. <laughs> the Adam McAlvey curse, ladies and gentlemen. There you have it. Uh, well, we've been treating people to 25 minutes of pure joy and happiness right now on this podcast um, as we're recording. But I do have one last thing that we have to get to uh, before I let you go, my friend. Brewers on deck, Yasmani Grandal will be joining. You wrote this incredibly detailed schedule you can find on brewers.com. So just remind people of the, the date, time, and where you got to be. Well, it's Sunday, 10 a.m. It runs all day. Um, it's sold out for the first time, which is interesting. It's at the downtown convention center. So they draw, you know, 12,000, 13,000 people or something like wow. that. Um, and it's, you know, it's it's a very cool one-day thing with uh, there's clinics, there's stuff for kids, there's a museum set up, there's, 
um, shop, there's memorabilia, there's a main stage where they do game shows and Q and A's and all kinds of stuff. There is a media round table in the afternoon that I'm sure That's right. you'll be a part of. Yes. And I'm sure you will be there um, flying in for this. <laughs> I could be there. Honestly, if I could be there, I would be there. That would bring me, there's nothing would bring me more joy than to ask you questions. Yeah. People can nothing. ask me why I'm such a jerk about the name Miller Park. <laughs> uh, I, you know, but listen, if you're still listening to this podcast, which I know we probably have a few friends who are, please go talk to Adam McCalvey, talk to him about his, <laughs> his, uh, his Twitter, um, his Twitter comments. Yeah. So anyway, it's a, uh, it's, it's a full day. There's lots of autographs and photos and, um, it, it goes by in a flash and, and it's a chance to kind of catch up with the players and get a little taste of Brewers baseball a couple of weeks before they all get together back at a uh, new Maryvale, new spring training facility this year. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, we, we've done a good job today. I think, uh, I've, I've earned my pay. I don't know if you did, but I definitely did. Um, so Adam McCalvey, my friend, thank you as always for, um, informing me and entertaining me. Uh, I'm happy to do it. Let's talk again <laughs> next week. We'll have all kinds of uh, juicy stuff probably from on deck. Oh, I can't wait. I can't there's wait. Always some news that come. I, you know, I asked David Stearns today because this extension, that's, that's something normally, like, I would think that's a perfect thing for on deck. They do a Q&A with the mm -hmm. owner and David and some of the coaches. They could have brought them out and announced yeah. it right there. Um, and yeah. the fact they didn't, I was like, does this mean you have something else big cooking for, uh, for you know, like, what, today's Wednesday? Maybe you're getting a promotion and extension. No, I highly doubt that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I don't know. He said no. He said don't read anything into it. So, we'll see. Uh you never know. That's yeah. the thing. That's the thing. I love it. All right. I'm intrigued. I'm excited. I'm on the edge of my seat waiting for next week when we get to talk again with Adam McCalvey. I am Danny Wexelman. Thank you guys so much for tuning in.